Who knows what Jay-Z, J.K. Rowling, Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey all have in common? Okay, I will tell you then. They have all overcome failure in one shape or form to go on to gain success in their respective careers. Welcome to My Perfect Failure. Join us as we delve into the world of our perfect failures. We will interview, explore, and discuss how our perfect failures can lead us to success. Join us and tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Perfect Failure. Today, we have another fantastic guest. So my guest today is an entrepreneur who got into the digital marketing space in 2016 due to working with the MIT Enterprise Forum, Cambridge. He is now the founder and CEO of Sawyer Marketing Agency. Sawyer Marketing Agency is a Rhode Island company that specializes in helping entrepreneurs get featured in the media. He believes all entrepreneurs should focus on building their brand as they either have the choice to differentiate themselves from their competition or die as a commodity. So a very warm welcome to my perfect failure, Aiden Sayer. How are you, Aiden? Yeah, good to be on the show. Wonderful. Thank you for making yourself available. I love your background. That looks very grand. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it too. It's a lot better than my previous background. Okay, 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 wonderful. So how, how are you doing, Aiden? I'm doing pretty well today, yeah. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So thanks for your time today. Super, super excited to have you on the podcast, but you've got a very fascinating story, the way that you've managed to pivot your business during a pandemic where globally we've seen so much sort of devastation, you know, regardless of size of businesses, we've seen a lot of businesses that have struggled to cope with what has been a very difficult time. But, but to get going, maybe you can give us a little back, backdrop about who you are, where you grew up, and then we can maybe lean into sort of your, sort of the current story. Sure. Happy to just dive into that. <clears throat> so, I mean, I was born in California. Um, I don't remember too much about it because I was just like three years old. Um, after that, then I spent majority of my childhood in Rhode Island. So that's in like the United States and Canada as well, because I have like a dual citizenship. And growing up, um, I mostly just did um, some martial arts, did a bit of like chess. And that's pretty much uh, what I did in my um, spare time. Okay. Okay. So what part of Canada did you did you grow up in as well? Oh, Prince Edward Island. It's like this really tiny, quiet, gentle island. It's it's a nice place to go to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've not, not heard of that one before. Okay. So obviously I mentioned at the top of when I'm reading out your bio that you're an entrepreneur. So did you always aspire to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, I felt like I always had an entrepreneur type of tendency. Like I was always thinking about like, what could I start as a business? And what I didn't realize is that like, you didn't have to come up with something completely crazy, like invent mm. teleporting or something, create a business. It's possible to create like a successful business off of stuff, which already works. And yeah. So I always had some type of tendencies. Like I want to start a business, but I didn't know quite how okay. kind of, yeah. And where did that come from? Had you had were your peers, were they looking at being entrepreneurs or was it in your family? No, really. I just, I guess I just grew up reading biographies of successful people like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates. And reading about their stories kind of was inspirational for me, which really, really I always had in the back of my mind, I wanted to get there, but I didn't know how. 
most people go down the traditional route of going to school, college, and then mm-hmm. they migrate into a nine to five, sort of what we might describe as a more regular type of job. So, and a lot of our parents, that's the way that they see us going. So when you decided to become an entrepreneur, what sort of age did you start dabbling into that? And what reaction did you get from your parents particularly specifically? Yeah. So, I mean, originally I was interested in becoming an entrepreneur, like seriously, like in the digital marketing space, I think when I was around 18 years old okay. and my parents just kind of pushed me away from it. They're like, nah, you should really just like continue mm. with this college stuff and focus, go all out on that. And I did do that. Um, and then eventually once I was like 19 years old, I decided that I actually wanted to start an agency. And that's, that's when that began. Okay. Okay. And how did your parents, did they adjust to that? Did they realize he's serious? Just let him do it. No, they didn't take it seriously. I, I don't think they, they thought it would last more than a couple of months. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. So they thought, let him get on with it. He's going to work out for himself that it's not maybe the, the best thing. And then he would probably go back to a nine to five. Is that, that's probably what they hoped. Or yeah, I, I think that's probably what they expected. They didn't see that. Like they thought this whole... Um, a lot of people think of like this digital marketing space is kind of confusing. They think it's like mm. a pyramid scheme. Um, that's sort of like the stigma around it. So that's what they thought. Okay. So you went into the digital space. Yeah. Digital okay. marketing. Okay. And why did you choose that particular space? Um, I'm just really passionate about that. I learned a lot about it <clears throat> doing the MIT Enterprise Forum Cambridge. I learned about Twitter marketing. I learned about um, the like basically the way people can live like who are digital uh, entrepreneurs it just seemed really intriguing to me like everything which they do uh and for me like that was that's just what i wanted to do i don't i can't it's hard to explain it's just like i saw a lot of people doing it and i just knew that like that's what i should be doing in life yeah i think sometimes if we have that intuition we just, there's a knowing I actually I, somebody i spoke to somebody i think it was via the podcast actually and she said that sometimes there's just a knowing sometimes we just know and it's difficult yeah. to sort of articulate it. If we know, we know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So so you've gone into to lead a life as an entrepreneur and you've gone down the digital marketing route. In terms of strategy, in terms of how you go about it, where did you start? How did you know where to start? What, did you have mentors? Did you have peers? Did you have coaches? What was that process like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, originally I learned a bunch about digital marketing doing like the MIT Enterprise Forum Cambridge. I learned about Twitter marketing, email marketing with like MailChimp and things like that. But that Mm -hmm. kind of only felt like the backbone of actual marketing. Mm -hmm. What I really started to learn is when I, I I actually got a couple of different mentors uh, who I learned from like online about like different types of like lead generation at that time. And it, it did it did walk out mostly just like YouTube um, videos, um, basic things like that. Just reading a lot. I pretty much read every single thing there is when it comes yeah. to like YouTube or like um, reading about real estate, Facebook marketing. I read as much as I could on Google about it, which I could find. Okay. Okay. And were you focused on a particular vertical? Um, I was focused specifically on real estate agents because that would just that just happened to be the way I originally got started. I started out with like a lot of networking events and there's a lot of real estate agents at networking events. So I just happened to get my first client who turned out to be a real estate agent. And I just kind of got to know exactly the way they think. And I thought, why not just niche down? I don't want to just be every like everyone else just going in like all directions because I didn't see myself being successful in that manner. Okay. Okay, cool. 
So you focus on the real estate and you did a lot of networking before the pandemic where you could go to events and you could meet sort of hopeful. Yes. So we, we mentioned around sort of, obviously everyone's aware that we've had this pandemic and that had a dramatic effect on your business. Maybe you can expand a little bit on that. Yeah. So actually before the pandemic, I, I think I was doing like around 4K a month in like revenue. And I felt like I was starting to get somewhere with my company. And as soon as the pandemic hit, like I almost was in like in a bit of denial. Like I didn't even want to believe that like this is going to have a huge impact on my business. But it's crazy. Like the day I heard that like this was like such a huge thing, the next day I lost every single client. So I was like, okay, so this is pretty serious. Mm. Um yeah. And all of a sudden I just started getting objections on calls. Like I had to come up with like an answer to the objection of like, oh, there's like, I don't know like what's going to happen in the stock market. Like I just want to wait a few months. I had to come up with answers to that. And previously I never had to mm-hmm. even deal with such a thing. And that was just coming up, just trying to meet people um, at first. So it was, it was quite different. Okay. And ultimately this led to you pivoting. So how, how yeah. did that process start? How did you how did you decide to pivot? Was was there a, was there a timeline and what led you to go down to the specific route that you went down to? Yeah, so I mean, I think it was mostly um, I mean a couple of different things. I noticed that what I was doing at the time wasn't really working that well. Like I knew there were still some lead generation companies doing all right, but majority of them were just like losing clients and suffering. I could see it all over the internet. People just like wondering how they're going to even save their company. And I just thought to myself, I just started learning a bit about branding, sort of like accidentally. And that led me down a route uh, where I just thought, all right, well, I mean, I have what I'm doing right now clearly isn't working. Let's just give it a chance and see what happens. And the, the branding route actually started getting a lot more people interested because I realized that's what they really need in their company to be able to improve how they're seen and not just get bombarded by like ads. Because right now I was reading, I think a couple of days ago that people actually receive like 10,000 forms of like ads every single day um and that's just going to keep going up like in like 10 years from now a lot more so i i felt like that was like the best direction because like ads it's going to become more and more difficult yeah okay so and i guess if we're receiving ten thousand ads a day then it's making sure what we're able to i guess what you're able to get your clients to connect to their potential customers cuts through that 10,000 because that's quite a lot to receive in a day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we need a reason to stand out because customers at this point, it's not like a Facebook ad is new. Like everyone's seen Google ads or Facebook ads at some point in their life and they become highly resistant to it to the point that they don't even see those pages almost. So um, getting around that, getting featured in major media outlets, associating them with people uh, who are considered trustworthy uh, that that's what I really specialize in doing, helping uh, entrepreneurs and real estate agents doing that. Okay, okay. So, so when you connect with these on entrepreneurs, you're giving them the ability to become more, I guess, trusted, get more engagement, maybe get more loyalty, and obviously, if they can achieve all those, that's ultimately going to lead to more sales. Correct. Yeah. And it, it, it goes like full circle, like, because you can either do this, you can spend a ton of money on ads and try to get that to work. And maybe it does, or you could just go down the simpler route, improve your authority, get people to actually trust you. And then 
you spend a little bit less, you could spend a lot less money. Actually, we've seen like a five X conversion rate uh, increase on ads. So because people just trust you, and as a result, you end up saving a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so I just it makes a lot more sense to do it that way. Okay. So when you speak to your clients, are you having to articulate where they are, what their industry, yeah. and, and ultimately what they want to achieve? And then you and would you bespoke a strategy based on <laughs> The information that you're able to glean from when you have those discussions with these guys. Correct. Yeah. Um, typically, we only walk with luxury real estate agents to be specific and people who are like in the top 90% of their industry. So we always have like a discovery call beforehand where essentially we just look at the client's needs. We figure out exactly where they are, where they even, if they want to grow their business, because some people are content, you know, just staying where they are. And that's fine, uh, but they're probably just not our ideal client. So we usually um, try to find the people really looking to push and take their business to like that next level. Okay. So for entrepreneurs listening to this, who are maybe sort of may, may have plateaued a little bit, or may have not, they might they might be seeing growth now, but they might want to see more growth. What, what are some of the key things that they can do to sort of elevate themselves so they can? achieve some of the results you're achieving for your clients? Yeah. So, I mean, firstly, um, you should you should be active on social media. So even if you're not featured like in like these different media outlets, it's good to be active on social media, have some social media presence. I've seen so many of our like clients, they have like absolutely zero presence and you need to have some just to show your client that you're like a real person, not a scam. You're actually like a legitimate business. And the second thing is actually growing a following on Instagram or any of these different platforms. Like Instagram is probably the most important because it's like the modern day business card. Mm. Um, that's what we really focus on. Okay. And, and should they be active daily? Ideally? I would say, I mean, daily is not realistic for everyone, but at least on a weekly basis, putting something on like Instagram or Facebook is good. It really just takes five seconds of your time to put up a story on Instagram mm. And just show to your audience that you're actually like a real person. You show them what you're doing. It doesn't take a lot of work and anyone could really do it. Okay. Okay. So, so obviously you've gone through quite a, a roller coaster of a process from starting your business, lead generation, pandemic happened, decimates your business. Then you pivot. Now you're helping entrepreneurs. What was that process like for you personally, sort of mentally? How did you adjust mentally dealing with losing pretty much all your business overnight. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was quite difficult for a couple of days. I felt like I, I was like, okay, maybe I have to just do something completely different. I wasn't, I wasn't really sure. So mentally um, a few days, I, I didn't really know how to handle it. So it took a bit of time around a month actually to be able to get my business up and going again. Um, so I was able to handle it mentally just because I realized I thought about where I wanted to go as a mm. business. So I realized that, so there's this issue. My goals haven't changed. I just need to find a different way of getting there. I know exactly where I like want to go. And I kind of readjusted what I call like my Polaris star. Yeah. So figuring out exactly where I want to be in life and what steps I can take today to get closer to that. Because it doesn't have to get all the way there, but like, you know, a little bit of steps every single day. Yeah. And what did you kind of learn about yourself? Were there you know, were there things that you learned about yourself during the, during the process that potentially is going to make you even better at doing what you do today? Yeah, I kind of realized I had to get more invested 
in my walk, like what I was actually doing, because at the time I felt like I was almost a lot of entrepreneurs go through this, that they feel like they're just like acting. They have like that imposter syndrome where they're like, oh, I'm selling this, but like, that's not really me and stuff like that. So you have to get, I got really fully invested into what I was doing. Like, this is what I want to do in life. And I'm going to make it happen one way or another. And I reached out to as many people as possible. And I made it like happen as a result of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I'm not sure what the status, because you're in Rhode Island, right? That's where you are at the moment. And yeah, I'm in Rhode Island right now um, in North Kingstown. I just do Instagram, my virtual assistants. They get so many appointments. And then yeah. also through like LinkedIn, so many different ways of just like generating appointments. It saves a lot of time. Okay. So you're using Instagram quite effectively to, to get appointments. Yeah. Instagram DMs, just sending out to like our ideal like target audience through hashtags, looking like hashtag luxury realtor, uh, Tampa. We always go down really specific. I don't, I don't target anyone like in like non-English speaking countries just because it's useless. We can't talk to them. Um, okay. Yeah. That's pretty much what we do. Okay. And are you working nationally or within a certain area within the States? I'm mostly just focused on the United States, though. I do ha- also have like a couple of clients located in Canada. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And so, so just in terms of the business now, obviously the business is, is doing well. You've had quite decent growth, haven't you, since you pivoted? Maybe you can talk a little bit around that. Yeah. So, I mean, initially, once I started the whole branding thing, I did get like a client and that was cool. Um, But it did take a little bit of time for it to really start to take off um, around a month, actually, uh, for me to really get the hang of actually selling something completely different. That's good. A month is very good. Yeah. And then once they started to take off, it took around a couple months and I went from just doing like, you know, a few thousand to suddenly being able to be like a, a six-figure business, which is a lot better than making zero. Um, so that was uh, quite a bit of progress. And then over the next like four or five months or so, I was able to take that to like multiple six figures. Really? That's incredible. So really you've you've mastered quite quickly the sort of the new initiative, what you're doing. Yes, exactly. I mean, I, I just kind of took exactly what works and I just doubled down on yeah. it. So interestingly, obviously the pandemic's been awful for people globally, but out of a very difficult situation, you're actually doing very well. So in hindsight, in hindsight, not has the pandemic been good for you, but is your business in a better place than it was pre-pandemic based on you yeah, having to sure. make some fairly difficult decisions yeah it definitely is for one thing it's a lot more systemized before the pandemic i felt like i could afford to be a little bit disorganized about what i was doing but from now like it's everything i have like sops around like what i do i I write down like every single thing so that way my business is actually like sellable because before it was just completely just me and all around me and that's not like a real business at least not in my mind I think like you need to eventually be able to grow, have employees. Mm. So you're not just like a freelancer. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've got everything systemized and so forth, you decide actually I'd like to go on vacation for a week or two, then everything's nice and organized and whoever comes in to pick things up, it can be more seamless as opposed to a little bit scattergun where people aren't quite sure where (laughs) things are or how things work. 
Yeah, exactly. Do you think that lead generation will come back as a part of your business? I mean, it is like always kind of like in the back burner. Like sometimes yeah. our clients, like after they do some branding with us, they want to do some lead generation. So we still do offer that as a service. But as a front end service, I think it's just becoming a little bit um I don't like to say saturated because there's still a need for the service. It's just a lot more difficult to convince people to sign up for lead generation. So it's a lot easier for us to get clients to sign up for branding because it's a little bit of a newer, um, kind of less, there's less people calling them up on a daily basis about things like that. Okay. And for, for other, because clearly there's, you know, we spoke about a lot of businesses that haven't survived the pandemic, but there are a lot that have. But for those businesses that specifically have survived and they're struggling a little bit now, they might be going through the exact process that you went through. What would you advise yeah. to be to those types of companies or, or individuals that are struggling right now? To like the companies which had to like transition during the pandemic? Yeah, they're, they're even having to transition as we speak now. There might be people listening to this that can identify with their business business being affected similar to the way that yours was. So would you have any advice for people that are, are thinking, are sitting down listening to this and thinking, how can I identify with that? You know, how, how would how, how can I sort of navigate this period maybe? Yeah. And I would say like a couple of different things. First off is like, you need to be able to figure out what is working in your business. A lot of people, they kind of have a vague idea, but they don't have systems around. They aren't tracking exactly like how much like outreach equals how much uh, revenue and being able to figure out exactly that is like a key thing. So being able to get those key metrics down. And like the second thing is like the branding aspect. How do people see you? Do you know what comes up when people search your company up on Google? Most, a lot of businesses actually, it's surprising to me, but they do not. They do not know. They just have like a Facebook or something, which has been inactive. Or they might even have like a bad review on Google. So being able to figure that out and being able to combat that accordingly would probably be like the next best step once you figure out your outreach and how you're reaching out to people. Okay. And then once you've identified that and you've clarified all those points, then you've got a point of direction and you can focus on where your strengths are and maybe where there are bottlenecks or things aren't quite working. Exactly. You need attention. Yes. And sometimes you find all these things like, um, I think it was like a few months ago, I noticed I was like, wait, I'm still spending like $70 a month for this thing, which I didn't even know I was paying for. So like being able to find those types of costs, which are just like cutting into your business and putting your money into things, which really are pushing the business forward and figuring out what those things are. It's interesting, isn't it? When those tough situations come around, when we, it forces us to do some housekeeping, and when we do the housekeeping, we can just really identify those wasted, those wasted areas where we're just spending money or doing things that aren't effective. And it, you know, literally just by doing that little bit of housekeeping, you potentially have got a stronger business because you've just cut out all the areas that just aren't working for you and where you potentially spend the money that you don't need to spend. Yeah. And also like a lot of businesses, they focus a lot on like kind of silly things, in my opinion, like they're focused on making their website a little bit better or they're focused mm-hmm. on like getting like the posters and all these other things. And that's really 
oh, even like a logo. I find that like I've said that sometimes businesses are trying to redesign like newer logos. Mm. And while that thing can matter if you're like a seven, eight figure business and you're looking to scale nine figures, maybe the logo matters a little bit. Mm. But as a smaller business, it doesn't matter so much. You should be trying to reach out to as many people on, on a daily basis as possible uh, with your service. Okay. And when we're reaching out to people, uh, well, sorry, I guess as a business, the most important thing I guess would would be to have a good product or service and yes do you know have good clients where you've got that retention you've got that you know repeat business so if you can do that it means you're doing something right yeah exactly I mean the most important thing is having a quality service if you don't have a quality service yet most likely a business won't survive that long yeah. so being able to have like a battle tested service meaning like you've actually talked to the customers they like it they have good experiences and you know that you actually acquire them as a customer, they're going to stay with you or for maybe a couple of friends. If you have that, then it's, in my opinion, it's like your mission to find as many people yeah. as possible to sign up in your business, because otherwise these are the people out there, they need your service. They just don't know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And that's obviously what, that's the obviously service you're providing. You're giving people access to, or the ability to be found and have a strong brand. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we really specialize in doing. Okay. So. If there are people watching, listening to this, who ideally would you want to sort of connect to and meet and potentially help? Is there an ideal customer for you? Yeah. So like typically we focus on like luxury realtors, but anyone who's really at the top 90% of their industry, someone who's looking to be able to take it like to that next level, maybe um, a luxury realtor or any of those people at the top 90% who are like entrepreneurs, those are who we primarily go with. I mean, occasionally we do take on clients who are smaller, but usually that's that's who we work with. Okay, perfect, perfect. And where where can people find you? Where's the best place for people to find you? They can check out our website, sowaagency.com. Okay, perfect. Okay. That's it. And I'll put those details in the the, the show notes. So, yep. so Aiden, I always ask every guest a recurring question. So if they could invite three inspirational people for lunch or dinner, who who would they invite so I want to pose the same question to you yeah so I'd probably say uh, like Warren Buffett I'm like a huge fan of like his in, yeah, like investing absolutely. also like a, a pretty big fan of like Bill Bill Gates like he's also like someone who I really like follow his like foundation yeah. and things like that and like Tony Robbins he's like the third one because I I love his like his ideas like on mindset and stuff mm -hmm. that's helped me a great deal in my yeah. business um as someone who I felt like didn't quite have the mindset to be able to get to like six figures and stuff, changing that around from someone who was just like in college, completely different. And, and I greatly appreciate that um, towards Tony Robbins. That would be an amazing dinner, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, if you, imagine if you could assemble those three to dinner, how much you would learn. Yeah, for sure. That would, that would certainly impact your business in terms of what you'd learn and you'd be able to activate those insights almost immediately. For sure, yeah. Aiden, it's been an absolute delight meeting you and hearing about your, your journey and the way that you pivoted so well in a pandemic to have a really sort of strong, wonderful business, business where actually you're helping other people elevate themselves as well. So I think that is a, a wonderful sort of story. So thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, it's good to be on. Okay, Aiden, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for tuning into My Perfect Failure. You can find me at www.myperfectfailure.com. 
And please look out for the next episode of My Perfect Failure. Take care for now. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to My Perfect Failure podcast. Be sure to visit www.myperfectfailure.com to join the conversation. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Look out for our next episode.